What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Robert Parker. And it's at long last, we are we are back at it, man. This is PWCA, where it's all face and verb all the time. It's been a while since we've actually recorded one of these. It's, our schedules have been nuts recently. Yeah, it, it's been just crazy. Like, uh, we've been talking about getting back into it for a while, but this summer just got absolutely insane. And then the first couple months of fall were crazy, too. But yeah, I'm glad we're, we're back into it now. Oh, for sure. Especially because, you know, we, we got we got uh, so much so much Pittsburgh stuff happening. The entire show is going to be available on Disney+, Plus, which is awesome. They get, they're doing a new movie, which I think sounds great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so, you know, we, we thought, you know, now's a good time as any to get back into recording of this show. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> to get to the episode that are really worth talking about, we got to power through the first one. Not the first ones are no, not the first ones are slogs to get through. But when you look at the ones that come later, it's like, oh, I want to talk about those. We got, we got to commit, got to commit, we got to yep. go from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we started just we started to shake up the format a little bit because what we used to do, we used to do like little little episodes. We thought, you know, what, why not with with the little with the little ones, the ones that don't have like a lot, just, just we don't have, like too much to say about. We thought, you know, what, let's lump those all into one. And then say the sandals for like the big ones. Your your summer belongs to use. Your time mm-hmm. travels. Your favorite yeah, exactly. gets busted. So, yeah. uh, so right now we have we have four episodes we're talking about right now. The first one is Tree to Get Ready. Uh, Robert, why don't you why don't you give us a setup? Where where are we at this beautiful <laughs> summer day of, of Danville? Yeah, so we are back in Danville, uh, and basically it is your usual summer day, and uh, Stacy is over at Candace's house, and they are playing some, like, fighting game with some big-ass robots. Oh, only time you'll see two, 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 you know, assumingly popular teenage girls playing a video game. Yeah, you know, break down the cultural... uh, Break it down. Yeah, exactly, right? Break down the stereotypes. Exactly. So uh, they're playing, and Phineas and Ferb are working on their treehouse in the backyard uh, as their mom leaves. So that's basically where we start out, and we actually moved to Perry. Uh, we moved to Perry pretty quick this episode. We we do we do we go go underground, and yeah, we see that Dumas Dim- as usual. He is up to some he's up to some bad stuff. And what what, what was the I, I'm blanking on memory. What, what was what was the, the layer entrance this time? Uh, I don't think there was one this time. It wasn't it was, it was or just, nothing it was special at least? Probably not. Or you know, would would have been funny if they did like a treat, like a like a cheat code entrance. Like there's the, the famous like Atari cheat code. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, then then left right left right B A start and then pair enters. The yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, the, uh, the missed, missed opportunity, but still no, not not too bad. Yeah, but um, yeah, Perry gets into his uh into his lair. Major Monogram talks to him. Uh, all the pigeons are gone for some yeah, dastardly the, reason. You, you know something's gonna. You know this is. You know something's not gonna go right when you find out. Oh, all the pigeons are gone. Okay, sure. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, uh, yeah. So basically, we cut back to uh, Faith and Verb, and they are they tri- they tricked out the treehouse. Yeah, they tricked it out. Uh, Isabella comes by, and they see that the treehouse, uh, it is not just, you know, a very small, pathetic house in a tree. It's like a tree mansion or, like, a tree hotel. There's, like, tons of different rooms. It's like a tree compound. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they have, they have, like, tons of rooms. They have tons of rooms. This is, like, I, that, that tree house would be on the market for, like, $500,000. If not more. If not more. If not more. Probably. I mean, there's, there's the, uh, um, there's a tube, like... Uh, catapult that like gets you up to higher levels. Uh, they, oh, they, by the, which they which they test on Isabella. Lovely. Yeah, and that's uh, that's their first customer. Um, yeah, but, they, we, we, we never dropped anybody. Really? Yeah, you're our first customer. What? <laughs> we haven't missed yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it looks like a really cool place. And then they see Candace's treehouse, which is kind of old and broken and beaten down. So they want to remodel it. I don't it. know. I don't know what tree that's in because we only tre- we only see one tree in their backyard. Right. There's literally room. just the tree. So uh, is is it just across the tree on the other half of the tree? Is, is this on someone else's house? Like where is this? <laughs> Did Candace just like buy up somebody else's backyard or something? <laughs> I just I just want to rent your backyard just for the tree. Just for the tree. Uh, but yeah, they decide to trick out Candace's treehouse, and uh, yeah, Stace, er, uh, they come back inside, and Stacy and Candace are kind of done playing the video games, and then Phineas brings them outside, Candace sees that they have kind of tricked out the new treehouse. Uh, Candace basically, thinks... Basically, Faith Burp's treehouse went in purple. 
Exactly. It's just different colors. So uh, they bring Candace up, and Candace, she doesn't really want to bust him right away. She's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is actually kind of cool that they did this. That, this is pretty awesome. That's, that, that's some double standard stuff. It's like, you, you, you will ruin everybody else's good time, but when it's your good time, you're like, you know exactly. what, I'm going to hold but, off. But when it benefits me, right? I'm going to hold off. That would be good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, her treehouse looks just as cool. But I do I do appreciate that they took the time to animate to design her treehouse with different features. Yeah. Because it would, it would have been so easy to just, like, flip. Do a just, carbon you know, copy, flip, yeah. Carbon copy, flip flip it around, give, give it a little paint job. But, no, they give it its own unique feel. I, I, I like I like, I like that in terms of detail. Yeah. Um, on that, like that. Uh, but, yeah, so we cut, to the, we cut to the top, and we see this giant button. It said, what did it say? It just it didn't have like a fist on it. I can't remember. I can't remember. It, has, it, it says THF. And THF, press it, and it's it. Treehouse Fight. Yeah, so uh, a few episodes earlier, we had a Candace had the blues song mm-hmm. uh, about how they built this 50 foot treehouse robot, but the mom still did not see them. This, These are the you know, titular 50 foot treehouse robots. That is this, yeah. Uh, yeah they. They press the treehouse fight buttons, and the treehouses turn into giant robots that they can fight. The controls, luckily, are just like the controls in the video game uh, from earlier, and they start fighting. But when that happens, we cut back to Doofy Schwartz, and we reveal his sinister plot. Uh, Yeah, so we found out that he has kidnapped and brainwashed all these pigeons. Uh, (laughs) This is is a dumb plot, but I I admire Doofy's ability to train pigeons. Right. Pigeons, because pigeons are notoriously really dumb. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't think he has, like, an innator. I think it's literally just, like... No, he does, he does. Oh, well, he has a machine. I don't think he calls it... Or, no, 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 it's like, uh... To, to brainwash the pigeons, he doesn't have Yeah, it's like the poopinator or something, that's like, what it's really called. dumb that's what it's like called. that. Yes. Um, but yeah, he uses it to brainwash pigeons because he wants them, uh, to all poop on his brother, who is receiving the key to the city that day. Yeah, and this is the first time we see... His brother Roger, Roger, who uh, will his, become a recurring character. Who will become a recurring character? Thank God, because the stuff with Dewey Mertz and Roger is always, always really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we find out this is Dewey Mertz's, I think young, I think younger, more successful yes. brother. Yes. Yep. Uh, he's he somehow became the mayor of Danville. I guess you don't have to be a you know a naturalized or a born citizen to become mayor of this place. Uh, yeah, we find out that he's becoming the key. He is getting the key of the city, and he is going to literally run on his parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not before seeing a delightful ballad uh, full of pigeons dancing and a captured Perry uh, called "My Goody Two Shoes Brother." Yeah, uh, the favorite of my mother. He's the one I want to smother in a ton of, and a pigeon, ton of goo. pigeon goo. Yeah, I I, I always like it when Divish Mercy gets sung. I think that's that's when they have the chance to comedically play with it. And yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's always really funny. It's it becomes like a big like yeah, like fifties era Broadway number, which mm-hmm. I think I think it's stylized. I think it's funny. Yeah, he de- he like spends the time like talking about all of the things he hates, but he's like, uh, no, I hate my brother more. Like, <laughs> not sure, not sure how I'm feeling about you, Perry, but I definitely hate my brother more than you. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about you. That's a good line. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, we got back to the treehouse fight, and it's it's pretty pretty evenly matched at this point, and. Uh, they somehow managed to weave to weave like robotic technology into this wood. Yeah, which you know you don't question it, but no, they, at this point you don't have, question it. Yeah, they all have special moves. Like there's water balloons. There's like tires to use as like chains in the fight. They're like wrestling around. This is like good old comedic fun. This 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 is like Junior Pacific Rim. Exactly. It's like if you thought of like you know kids Phineas and Ferb's age, like what would they want to do in a treehouse robot fight? It's here. There's like you can like jump uh, on like trampolines and launch balloons, and there's special moves where one like tosses one across the city. Like it's Which, it's exactly what you think it would be. Something I do love about this whole fight is every time they cut back to Ferb, they cut back to Phineas and Ferb, they're always wearing different outfits. Yes. Have, they have like a, a knight's outfit, like one that's like pirates. There's my one favorite, my favorite one is okay, yeah. my favorite one is Ferb in the chicken costume. That's a funny one, but my my favorite one is one where Phineas Ferb dressed like or Phineas dressed like a knight. It's like and like isn't it, something like fall back to fall back to the back and Ferb starts playing the back. Oh yeah, he's got the bagpipes going. That's a good one too. That's a good one, but yeah. So anyway, back to uh, 
back to the Jewish person Perry plot. So we see Roger, who was voiced by uh, former Family Feud host John O'Hurley. Uh, he is about to receive the key in the city. Uh, well, he's about to deploy the pigeons. But at that moment, Perry gets free from whatever trap he's in i can't, he, I can't the pigeons just have him in like they're the pigeons have him tied up they're, oh yeah they're, there's like there's like holding him aren't there? yeah yeah okay so yeah uh he managed to outsmart the pigeons he gets off and reprograms uh the innator to the point where it's not they're not they're no longer targeting roger but they're now targeting uh heinz it's a classic it's a yeah. classic so, rope dope he turns the pigeons on their creator that's a grow but even when he doesn't even when he doesn't put uh you know <laughs> Put himself the drug button on it. He's he still manages to get you know to get the raw end. Uh, so, anyways, uh, the, <laughs> Vanessa hits, hits the elevator. Uh, although Hines gets in the Hines gets in the other elevator, but not before all the other pigeons follow in suit. It's very Alfred Hitchcock bird type. Moments. Very much, yeah. The pigeons get in with him on his way down, and all we hear is his screams as Perry escapes. Uh, but yeah. the harpoon that was shot to get the pigeons lined up over Roger is still there. And as uh, Candace and Phineas and Ferb and Stacy are all fighting in their robots, as they're tumbling through the city, they trip over that harpoon and then start uh, kind of bowling back towards their house. Yeah, so, uh, and as they're going, the, you know, slip, little, with every little roll, uh, little by little, their, uh, you know, their, their modification of the treehouse are being left all over the city. Yep, yep. Yep, they still they still cause less collateral damage than Man of Steel, which I <laughs> I don't think anything could cause more property damage than in Man of Steel. No, it, it would have to be like all the Avengers movies combined to cause yeah, much property damage in Man of Steel. And even then, it's probably still falling even over then, short. Yeah. Even, even then, it's still like a whole team versus one guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Phineas and Ferb, once uh, their treehouse robots all are kind of entangled and they all tumble their way back to the house, when they all land in the backyard of Phineas and Ferb's house, they're tangled up in one tree again, and they look like normal treehouses uh, side by side in the tree, and now they're just throwing water balloons at each other, and that's how the episode joyfully ends. Yeah, okay, so uh, all, all in all, so Robert going to your world off the episode, and one to five pairs for you. Uh, this is definitely like... A th- I'm gonna say three and a half. Do we do halves before? I honestly don't remember. I don't remember, but uh, sure, we'll go three. We, we, we do halves now. Yeah, we're. I like this as a three and a half fairies. Uh, I think the Doofenshmirtz song is funny, but I don't think uh, like I just I don't think that his plot is very funny. I don't really like poop humor. Uh, but you know the song is still good. And yeah, of course, getting to see Kenneth and Phineas and Ferb's relationship like as siblings, not as enemies, is really good too. So it's a pretty solid episode. Like, uh, there's very few bad episodes of this show. Um, it's a really solid episode from the beginning run. Uh, I just wouldn't put it as one of the ones that I think of instantly as oh, this is go to for me. Not fair. Uh, that's impressive. I think I'm gonna echo what you're saying. Uh, three and a half pairs for me also, I think. Yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. I, I, I don't get down to that kind of humor also, but I do think the song is very funny. Uh, and yeah, like you said, I think it's nice to see this. I think it's nice to see the opposite side of the coin when it comes to uh, Fizz and Ferb and Cancer's relationship. It's done mm-hmm. way better in other episodes. Done a lot. Yeah. We'll get to one very soon. But yep. yeah, I think that is a good run of the mill episode that, I mean, if it's on, I can complain about it. So, uh, yeah, it's a good three and a half for me too. Uh, usually, this working around plot. I'm so used to like give me a plug. No, I know, we're, I know what you mean. Yeah. We're, we're we're still we're still on now. So we are going to our next episode, which is the Ballad of Bad Beer. This is the continuing adventures of the. I guess we're going to call it the Abroad in America series because this is back to uh, the camp camp phase of verb. Camp phase yep. of verb uh, at uh, Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa Clyde? Or is it Clyde, Grandpa? yep. Grandpa it Clyde. is Clyde. Grandpa, Grandpa George is the British one. Yep. Grandpa Clyde and, Gran- and Grandma Beth. I can't remember her name. Wow. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Lorraine is the fake one in the... See you next uh, year, Lorraine. Lorraine, Lorraine is the fake see, one. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the closet. See you next year. Yeah, that's the in the um, Bigfoot episode. Lorraine right. is the fake one, but I don't remember the real one's name. <laughs> but eventually, we'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. But Rob, why don't you give us why don't you give us our setup? 
Yeah, it's pretty simple. They're at Camp Phineas and Ferb, uh, and they're telling scary stories about pirates. Uh, and, you know, they're doing the classic, you know, Buford is bullying Baljeet. Uh, they're just having a good time at camp. And then Grandpa wants to go on a walk to the lake. And it's called Bad Beard Lake because uh, not Blackbeard, but Bad Beard. Uh, so they, uh, the grandpa, Grandpa Clyde tells a story about, uh, Captain Badbeard and his hidden treasure, uh, and if you find the treasure, you'll be cursed, and then he starts singing the song right out of the gate this episode, which is the battle, or excuse me, the ballad of Badbeard, uh, yeah, which is pretty short. What, and, and the show knowledge is like, that's it? What? Yep. I never said it. I never said it was much of a song. I never said, yeah, exactly. So the, the grandma's name. It was Betty Joe. Betty, Betty Joe. Joe. That's it. I knew, okay. I knew I was close. I knew I was close with the with the Beth. But yeah, you were close. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I do like the the camps the camps up. Like I, I think you. I think it'd be fun to do. It would have been fun to do a long form episode, which is just the kids at camp. Just the camp ones. Yeah, that'd be good. Because I think that would be that would have been really funny. Uh, but yeah, so they talk about. Have this whole this whole treasure, but meanwhile we cut back to the pa- the Perry subplot. There's, there's like <laughs> there's three subplots in this movie, but, but two of them kind of intersect. So one, uh, Perry's picked up by an eagle. Yep, Agent E. Agent E. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish it was Agent B for Baldy or Agent A for Agent America. Yeah, that'd be good too. Yeah, so for Agent E. <laughs> but we find out that. Uh, Schmertz has acquired some new property, just so coincidentally, on Badbeard Lake. Exactly, right? Just it just happens to be on the island that everybody, that all the kids are also going to. Happens to, to be there, so that's that's really all the setup we get. We, we we think he's doing some bad stuff, but yeah. Anyways, uh, we cut back to uh, the the main one, but it, it splinters off because Candace. You figure, of course, having a rough time in the wilderness, uh, is uh, she's told not she's given a warning not to touch the it's the it's the orange moss. I can't remember. It's I don't know because she forgets. It's the orange moss on the left side of the tree. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, but what about the blue moss on the right? Or like what? Well, no, the, 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 the blue moss is at is at the blue moss is at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the but she said don't touch the moss on the on the right side. She's and she touches some orange moss. Like wait. Is it, the, is it this side or the other side? It doesn't matter because she does the moss on both sides of the trees. So, uh, and then she then she starts tripping and she goes on. This is the one time where, where Candace is in kind of literally her own little world because mm-hmm. the whole time what Facebook is doing their pirate stuff, she's in she's in a Jimi Hendrix video. Yeah, she <laughs> she is just hallucinating out. It's like. Uh, during the song, like they the the kids sing another song. Once they they get on a, a they get on a boat and they start sailing to the island in the middle of the lake, uh, and they talk or they sing like a song about being pirates. And then yes. like Candid, it just like cuts back to Candace in the middle of the song. She's like, "Why do my nostrils whisper to me?" And there's like LSD colors everywhere. Like Candace is Candace is screwed up right she's now. She's she, yeah. she's 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 out of it. She really is. Uh, but yeah, so back to back to the verb. Um, yeah, yeah. So they want to go and try to find this treasure that the grandpa never could, which is funny. It's just like I spent years following that treasure. Of course, that is for girls, and the rest is a blur. But it's, <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm sure you can figure it out. Uh, so yeah, uh, they revamp. They turn this little because of Ferb's massively oversized blueprints. Yes. They turn Grandpa's little dinghy into into like a massive massive pirate ship. They revamped the boat. They revamped the song to where it's like a sea. It's a it's a sea, sea shanty. shanty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they all got the, they all got their pirate uniforms. And they lead a ground team, of course. The main six who, who you can name. I mean, we I mean, we can name all the kids, but that's because we're we're super we're super fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they lead them into you know the the main the maid cave, mm-hmm. uh, which which also coincidentally have. I mean, the same place Doofenshmirtz is. Yeah, exactly. Doofenshmirtz is also on this island. Uh, he bought the land cheap, as he tells Perry, because uh, apparently it's haunted by this, like, old sea hag. 
the old sea hag, which turns out uh, we skip later in the episode, and Candace is like covered in moss and like tripping out, and she think like Doofenshmirtz thinks she's the sea hag, and she like accidentally presses a self destruct button, and there's crocodiles named Susan and Susan, like <laughs> name them after each other. Yeah, name them after each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, this is probably the first episode we have where Doofenshmirtz doesn't really have a plot. Yeah, he doesn't really have an evil plan. He doesn't have a plot. He's just like happens to be on this island. It's just like a this land, I bought this land legally. Apparently, the was like, "All right, fine. You want evil? I'll give you evil. I'll pull, I'll pull this James Bond plot." I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Or this uh, James Bond, like, I'll kill, I'll kill you, Mister Bond. Trap out of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah, there's not a lot going for Doofus in this episode. Uh, but yeah, he kidnaps Perry. Candace stumbles in, uh, and then we should probably talk about the kids right before we go back to Doofus The kids actually end up uh, just going on this huge adventure in the caves, and then they find the treasure. Uh, they find the treasure, and in the treasure, uh, there is a curse. Because in the treasure te- chest is a bunch of bad beards. Fake, it's fake beards. Exactly, it's just fake beards. The whole treasure is just you'll you'll be cursed with a bad beard is like the the curse. But literally, it's just like strap on beards. Which is uh, funny. So- like, how how old is this legend? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the treasure is just fake beards. Exactly, and like apparently Grandpa Clyde has been looking for it for years or decades. Um, yeah, they just find a bunch of bad beards, uh, strap-on beards. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's, really a, there's, bad... a, there's a giant iguana. <laughs> there's a big snake thing, yeah, or the lizard, yeah. Um, and the real adventure was the friends they made along the way. <laughs> even like, but like even they acknowledge that stupid is like perhaps the real treasure is is a good is a good adventure and friendship. Is like. Nah, nah that can't be it. Yeah, <laughs> the real, be- the real bad beer, the friends he made along the way. Yeah, right. Uh, um, but yeah, so they, the as was that Candace hits self destruct button, thinking it's a vending machine. <laughs> yeah, she thinks it's a vending machine. She hits the self destruct button on uh, Doofenshmirtz's lair, and everything starts to explode. Uh, Perry obviously escapes and saves both Candace and Doofenshmirtz, and they, uh, the kids get saved, and they all end up uh, back on shore. Yeah, they all end up with the with as Ferb says, the greatest pirate story ever told. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa and Grandpa and Grandpa confirms that it's the greatest pirate story ever told. Which I will say, this is still better than most of the pirates of the Caribbean sequel because that they know accurate. just to go go look for treasure. That's accurate. it. That's all we got to do. Very accurate. Is this the first episode, by the way, that we see Candace's zebra? Is this it's the it. first one? No, this is because at, at, the, at the very end scene of the episode. Because uh, she says, like, yeah, don't touch the orange moss. And Grandma Betty Joe is just like, oh, he always gets that wrong. It's the blue moss you got to look out for. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait, the blue, the blue moss. And right, she said that she touches, she touches the blue moss. And yeah, she sees, she, well, she sees the zebra earlier, but yeah, she sees the zebra it, again. Yeah, it's the zebra and, and the rocking chair. On, and from then on, it be, he becomes a recurring character. With no explanation. No, it's got to be an inside joke with the writers because he always calls her Kevin. Like at the end, yeah, of the episode, he's like, "Love the beard, Kevin." And then, like, there's an episode later, he's like, "I voted for you, Kevin." Like, it's it has to be just this a massive to, inside joke. It has to be, and I and I wish. I kind of want to know where it came from, but at the same time, I don't want to know. Because... I don't want to know just because it's so much better to just have this random ass zebra just calling Candace Kevin. Yeah, it's, it's, I, yeah, I think just, that's, I, I really hope he has a big part in the movie next year. That would be incredible, I hope so, or at least, at least acknowledging his existence. Yes, that's what it, I want to see. It, it's, it's called Candace Against the Universe, kind of have to, but anyway, that's, that's yeah. the episode, so, Robert, uh, your rating, your overall thoughts, and your rating, one five characters. This is a really solid one, uh, the song is pretty catchy, the ha 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 this is the Ballad of Bad Beard, like, it, it's a pretty catchy song, it's the first introduction of the zebra, um, this one is still just a three for me, though. It's a three out of five pairs. It's a really good episode. Uh, there's not enough doof, like, convoluted stuff for me to, like, really get behind and rewatch it very much. <laughs> not, not convoluted enough. Exactly. There's not enough doof uh, in this episode for me personally. But it's still an enjoyable one. Uh, this is one of the... This is one of the ones that I revisited the least of, like, I would say the first, like, you know, 40 episodes or so. Yeah, and no, I'm probably in agreement. Uh, three out of five pairs for me. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty the, the the kid stuff I think is 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 vast and more than the do stuff because the do stuff yes. is pretty, pretty non-existent. Uh, I do think uh, I, I do like the introduction of, of the zebra mm-hmm. of Candace, of Candace's dream zebra. I think that's 
probably the only thing that's worth it in this episode. And yeah, oh, yeah. And it's pretty catchy. And now with like hearing uh, Barry Boswick as Grandpa Clyde, I think he's always really funny on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I think it was that two or three out of five for me. Uh, but I think the new stuff becomes. I think they already they kind of correct that in the next episode, which is absolutely Grease, Grease Lightning. So Robert, why don't you give us our setup for Grease Lightning? This episode is awesome. So uh, Phineas and Ferb and their family uh, are at the museum at like this um, this big mythology exhibit, right? It's you can really you can't really tell if it's Greek or Roman because they kind of reference both. They, yeah, um, they, they play play it both ways. We're gonna, I'm gonna say Greece because of the title, but yeah, the title of the episode is Greece, uh, but. Uh, yeah, they, they, they say things like the miniature and the head of Medusa and all this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, they compare Medusa to Candace because they kind of look similar, uh, which kind of comes into play later in the episode. But yeah, they're at the museum, right? And then Perry kind of gets away and monograms head, you know, the, the classic like mythology statue of the first oh, guy. Uh, like, the, the discus guy, yeah. Yes, the first like discus thrower. He's like bending over and he's got the discus in his hand and uh, the like bronze statue head rotates over and it's monogram in there so uh they, yeah, they talk another, and he gets his mission. like the earlier episode this is one of the funnier mission delivery systems yes absolutely it turns and he's like don't look on my skirt or something other end. but he sends perry to doofenshmirtz abandoned theater yeah which he uh, his his outline checks must be they must be huge yeah right it must be just incredible. But yeah, uh, based on seeing the museum, Phineas and Ferb decide that they want to have a chariot race. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, we forgot we forgot to mention the whole uh, the pa- the painting of the fable heroes named Asparagus. Oh yeah, that's really good. <laughs> he literally, he's dressed like a giant asparagus. Oh, that was funny. Uh, but There's some really good jokes in the museum. There are. There's there's a, there's a ton of like really solid in jokes. But yeah, uh, his. The dad is gonna watch uh, old gladiator movies. Uh, he's, he's gonna watch, uh, spend all day watching old gladiator from the yeah. side, which, which makes me think like a really good. I, I like reciting a uh, title enough. I think it would have been funny to call the episode Ben Ferb. Oh, that that is a missed opportunity because that's that would be really good too. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> it's only, only the the only the girl would have gotten, but it, it's yeah. a. It's still that's, opportunity, but. I have never thought about that, and that's really good. Uh, but anyway, so uh, they seem about to... <laughs> they're, they're plotting out their share. If you want to go back to the Mark's abandoned movie theater, which I don't know why it's abandoned. You could make a killing off of this place, dude. What are you, you, what are you doing? Him. It's prime real estate. It is. Uh, so he... Perry... And look, at least... Dude, they have to easy to give him popcorn. Mm-hmm. He's doing all this. So he gets popcorn, but oh no, the seat, the seat is trapped. As they're there to watch a movie, but while they're while they're doing this, uh, maybe maybe he does have his point over business because some guy apparently bought a ticket. He's, yeah, he's like best movie ever. Uh, but the the movie that is playing uh, is who is old, the enemy of the platypus? Yeah, the old plat platypus or platypus is plat people. Plat people. Oh, you, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, um, we see. Uh, they, they we talk see about, the enemies are. Uh, <laughs> it's course. so funny. I love this sequence so much. Yeah, uh, they're like swamp vipers, badgers, badgers. <laughs> imitating stunts on TV. <laughs> and then finally, no deforestation. The enemy of the platypus is man. I'm oh. Norm. Yeah, and this is where we get the introduction to uh, the other one of my favorite recurring characters, Norm. Norm is truly one of my favorite side characters of the whole show. Norm, if you had, to, if I had to describe Norm, imagine if Eddie Murphy's white guy voice were a person. Yes. Well, not really a person, but a robot that's but a supposed robot. to be designed to look like a person. A giant yeah. robot. <laughs> yeah, he is like he he is if the cat of Happy Days were the Terminator. <laughs> yes, exactly. Doofenshmirtz created Norm to kill Perry the, Perry the platypus. Yeah, um, the enemy of the platypus is, is man. man. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's pretty much a T-800, but he's only focused on uh, planet Exactly. His the whole, correct plural term. Exactly. His purpose is to destroy Perry. Um, so he tries, Perry gets away from the movie theater, and then the chariot race begins. But something I like about Norm is just the things he said while he's chasing Oh, he's so like, funny. He's so funny. Let's, let, let's get our wives together. Let's do lunch. <laughs> we should get lunch sometime. Secretly, I'm very lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite I, line. 
from Norman. I think I think like just just like the lines Norm gets. I'm not sure who voices them, but like the the way he the way Norm delivers lines it's just, as a character. It's hilarious. He's hilarious. Like, he can make time. <laughs> we should bring our wives next time. Yeah, it, it's it's so they we come back to the chariot race where we have our teams. Chariot one is Phineas and Ferb. Chariot two is the Fireside Girls. Chariot three is Buford and Baljeet. Not sure, not sure, not sure. How that works. <laughs> the short straw, but okay. And then and, uh, Candace, too. Chariot four is Candace, and it's made to look like her. Yeah, and it's the Medusa head on it. Yeah, it's the Medusa head. And oh, what's, what's the line? It's like, it's like that, that's, 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 like, that's ridiculous. I don't have fangs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's I think, that, I think that's the line. Or something like, yeah, it's so funny. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she, tries, she tries to bust the... She tries to bust the... Uh, the boys, but the dad's too busy watching gladiator movies. Yeah, exactly. She comes in, she's like, they're racing chariots, and he goes, that part's just about to start. Come on, sit down. Like, Yeah, so uh, she's like, ah, forget it. So the chariots take off. Django, one of the few major appearances he has in the show. We'll get mm-hmm. to one major, we'll get to one major one later. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that starts off the race. And as the race starts, the entire, like, the pillars, everything, the scenery Collapses, started off. Yeah collapses. No, actually what it is is Candace's head gets stuck and she runs into all the scenes. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. She opens the door to go back to the backyard and her helmet falls on her. And then uh, these uh, these chariots are hooked up with lawnmower engines. Uh, her foot gets caught in it and then hers takes off and yeah, the whole thing collapses. And it, and it, and it falls in a way perfectly so that the dad looks at the window he can't see it. Exactly. Not, not that he'd care if he did. <laughs> no, as, as you would expect to happen in this show. Yeah, so uh, they're go- they're going off, and we have the song talking about my, my chariot. chariot. It's it's literally it's just like uh it, it's like a ro- it's like a rock bell, but it's all, all that chariot. It's like it's I kinda so dig good. It. I dig this song so much. It it, it feels like I, I feel like it's a song that D, like Ronnie James Dio would have sung. Yeah, it's just like it, it's just jamming out. There's a cool guitar solo in there. I there think. It is. Like, and like, and like, it's also, it's also like a lot of funny business song. Like, I like the bit where Candace is going through the car wash. Yep, Candace goes through the car wash. The um, the, Buford has spikes on his chariot. He has a bowling ball catapult. He has all the weapons. Yeah, and then somehow, and then Phineas goes a bowling ball catapult. What did we get? Phineas or Fur presses a button. Cup holders. <laughs> now we're rocking or something like that. Like, I, I do, I do like a lot of a lot of funny moments within this chase. Yes. Like, with the picking up Belgium, using him as a weapon. Yeah, he's like, no, you use your head and think of something. Exactly, use my head. And then it sparks just... my opponents. It's not about you use my head. Yes, but an effective one. <laughs> yeah, Buford picks up. Well, you have to use your head again. They like get off. Tr- they get off the racetrack and start going through like uh, the park. So Buford picks up Baljeet, chopping down trees. Exactly, he uses the help, like the the spike on Buf- or on Baljeet's helmet to like start chopping down trees like an axe. Oh god, this chariot race is just so much fun. The girls take out Buford and Baljeet by like tying their chariot to like a lamp post a lamp or something, post, and he uses his head again to cut to cut the rope. Water. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we then cut to. Oh, Another one that has to be like a random in joke where we, cut, we have to pass Paul Bunyan's house of pancakes. Yeah. Pass Paul, Paul Bunyan's. Paul Bunyan's where food is good. Food is good, but not too good, eh? Yeah. Uh, and, there know, it we, is. Yeah, of course they have the. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of. Oh, yeah. It's, the Paul Bunyan has a giant, like, blue ock. I can't remember her name. But, but, yes. You know, so, yeah. So like yep. uh, but the head comes off. Perry passes. The head comes off and lands on. No, and as they're going, Perry jumps on the Perry jumps on the uh, Perry jumps on the chariot with Basin yeah. Ferb. And yeah, uh, Norm now has the uh, the ox head and he's chasing after him because he still see that helmet surprisingly or that head has surprisingly good visibility, I guess. Yep, apparently. So he can still see through it and still sees that Perry so is on the chariot. It's a, it's, it's a half man, half bull. It's a minotaur. My name is Norm. It's Norm the Minotaur. It's Norm it's Norm the Minotaur. <laughs> that line is so funny. Yeah, so uh, the race ends up back in the museum where, like most things with, Can- with Candace and the and the boys, Candace ends up winning. Yeah, she ends up winning the race. Uh, they all end up inside the museum, and then the Norm is or Norm the Minotaur is still trying to kill Perry. Perry deactivates it while Candace is yelling at it, and uh, because it for, or Norm just kind of like shuts down, they think that Candace is Medusa, so and nobody will look at her. 
yeah, she, they think that she turned into stone, so nobody looks at her. Everybody runs away, and then she's like going through like the gardens, and she's like sees a bunch of statues. She like looks at one, she's like, oh, "I turned into stone." Ah, she like turns around, oh, I did it again. Like she just thinks that she's turning these people to stone, even though they're just meanwhile, statues. Meanwhile, meanwhile, for, meanwhile, for the whole time is having his head over his eyes. He's, he's nope, not, not looking. looking, not, not taking looking. a chance. <laughs> no, still not. And even like, oh, there you are, Perry's right here. Still not looking. Still not looking. Yeah, that's good. And. uh... The episode, the episode really ends with, uh, well, Doomish Birds finds Norm reactivates him. But at the same time, he, Perry puts, like, a platypus, like, puts a platypus hat on him. And it gets he puts stuck. a platypus hat on Doofenshmirtz, yeah. And so, yeah, Norm starts uh, chasing Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, that's And when the episode ends. Yeah. So, uh, Robert, overall thoughts and uh, rating one by Perry's. This is, like, a four and a half or five Perry's. Really? I love this episode. I'd say four and a half. I rewatch this episode a lot. Norm is hysterical. Uh, this is the best humor between Baljeet and Buford that we have up to this point in the series. Um, I just, I think, like, I'm a huge mythology, like, nerd. So I I just, oh, okay. I really like this episode just for, like, little references. Um, I I rewatch this one a lot. This is, like, four and a half out of five prayers. I love this episode. All right, yeah, I think I'm going to go a little off. I'm going to go four, to, four out of five. I think this is one of the more enjoyable season one episodes one of the more rewatchable season one episodes i think, so, I think the song is really is really entertaining sure uh yeah and the introduction of norm i think is fantastic i think norm's a hilarious a hilarious side character and we will yeah. continue to see see was, much more of norm and thank yeah and thank thank god we will continue to see more of norm throughout mm-hmm. the show yes and uh going to the last we're talking about on this on this session uh this is leave the busting to us so uh robert this this episode starts off a little differently than most, so why don't you yeah, tell us about This episode is really meta. Um, but it's like, I would say this is one of the first, like, Phineas and Ferb is a show that is very meta and has a formula and then plays against that formula in a very comedic way as the series goes on. Yeah, um, especially towards, like, the later seasons, they really yes. start to be, like, self-referential yes in their in their later in their later shows but yeah this this is the first it's kind of like the first one where they really did that i would say this is like they've had moments in previous episodes but this is the first one where the episode as a whole is making fun of the formula right um and so it, it starts out at the end of like the previous day or like the end of a different day where like the very end where there's like a giant Ferris wheel and then the mom is just getting home. Candace thinks she's going to bust them. By the time they get to the backyard, it's gone because of some doofenshmirtz and it Perry thing. It's gone. And then Candace literally says exactly what's going to happen. Uh, she's like, uh, oh, come in for food. Oh, there you are, Perry. And then Ferb and says, says and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. I was... <laughs> He had, he had like the weirdest line. It was just like you know, God, it like, was a never, not great. No, no, no that, that's the end, that's the end one. Like it was just, the first one, something like that's why that's why I wore a later hose in public or something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, it's it something. Was, it was like the it's weirdest something. line. Suspenders, I think. I think it's like that's Suspend, why it was suspenders. suspenders in public or something like that. No, actually, actually, you're right. Suspenders. I think at the end. yeah, like, gladiators are Roman, not Greek, or the summer. Which, which is um, funny considering the episode we just had. Exactly, the first episode that's paired with this one was Grease Lightning. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so Candace just like it's the same old, same old thing, yeah. same, same, same. Exactly. Candace is getting stuck in a rut, and then later that day, later that evening, she sees a commercial, uh, on TV for like it, it's like a commercial talking about this TV show called Bustum. And, like, the commercial is, the ad is, like, showing, you know, your little sibling, like, breaking dishes or, like, using markers on, like, the wall or, like, but yeah, breaking records. Like, classic, like, little kid stuff that, like, little sibling stuff. So she calls and she's like, oh, like, come to my place tomorrow. Like, I will give you, like, a great show. Yeah, which I I find it odd that, well, even they they know this show would never make it on TV. Yeah. Yeah, because well, they they meet they meet the 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 uh, the person on the show, Lulu Jones, I think is her name, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is so committed to busting, she has a tattoo on her knuckles. That says bust, bust them, bust, yeah. bust them. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they have this place wire. They have they, their house wired with all kinds of cameras. Uh, but yeah, she humans have like they're struggling with ratings. Then we're thinking about pulling the plug, but if they can give them one great show, they keep them around. Which like yeah, like. I even thought like, yeah, this, this show, this show would never last on a network. Exactly, exactly. So they they rake the house and everything. Uh, Candace Which, goes into the van. 
I, I, just th- I just thought to myself, like, I'm acknowledging the show about busting the last one ever, because I kind of like a jab at themselves. Just like, 100%. Like, no, no one watched this. Like, I, I just thought it just now. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. I just kind of said referential to, like, themselves. Yeah, but exactly. It's not, yeah. It's not uh, about how, uh, well, first of all, the cameras aren't working. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then um, they, uh, or sorry, Candace uh, meets Lulu in the in the van, and then she's like, "Oh, you know, they must be done by now." And then yeah, they go to the backyard. And with what? Whatever it is they're building. Yeah, what, oh, come on, I'll show you. And then uh, in the backyard is a massive water slide, like yes. jumps and loop de loops, like a Phineas and Ferb water slide. Which sometimes you watch the show and you think, like, how do you not have an attraction in one of the Disney parks? How do you not? How do you not have a Phineas and Ferb ride? How is that not like, a thing? I know you. I know that there's not a lot of sh- like rides based on shows, but if you're gonna make one, Phineas and Ferb is do this one. for yeah. a ride. Like for there's a ride, so like, much you could do. There this. is so much. Like D- Disney, give, give us a call. Well, come on, <laughs> Kane, get, get us up with some Imagineers. Yeah, let's go, Kane. Come on, come on, Kane. Uh, but anyway, so they build this like giant, giant water attraction that it looks. Hor- it looks horribly out of code, but you know what it is because they have their permits and they know what they're doing. But I think now's a good time to cut back to uh, go to the uh, Perry stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, the engine this time it's like a what, it's like a oh it's the it's the it's shower. shower it's the shower yeah but not like it usually like he he pulls the shower apparently and like it launched like a tube. And no, he, they they don't even see him go down the tube. He, he just like starts the shower. The steam start. The steam yeah, starts like rising, and then they cut to the and, inside and of. And then he's going. Yeah, they they cut to the inside of the base, and he's just like walking out of the tube with like a towel on and steamy, like. Yeah, and you're just like, how did this work? Yeah, it's great. How did it work? But yeah, he's, he's still drying up. We find out that, like the whole monogram is like it's like static. You're just like sky. <laughs> Weather, rain, like you don't know what he's saying, so he calls him and the call is literally in case you missed that. Sky, sky weather, weather, rain, dupachmerts. Yeah. Go to work. Exactly. So uh Perry takes off uh towards Doofenshmirtz, and we see that uh Lulu Jones, uh the producer of this TV show, is absolutely uh she's dumbfounded by this giant water slide and she knows that she can like get this really good bus but they have to have somebody on the water slide and they have to get it filmed they have to get a camera on it right um they first of all send candace with just a camera with like a gopro strapped to her head it's like yeah it's like a full like video camera just like duct taped to a helmet and then they put her on the ride and then phineas is like oh come on now you don't want this camera to get wet so he takes it off and tosses it off and then they start the ride (laughs) it starts like in a raft and it like blasts up into the air like it's crazy and then then it's just like and like a little laser river just like oh oh that's so bad and then they and then like the raft just go crazy yeah it just like ejector seats, all of them. Yeah. Everywhere. And look, and yeah, and like, I promise it. They, they make a really fun look. The animators and designers of the show make a really fun looking ride. They absolutely, absolutely do. Yeah, they end the ride, and Candace never wants to do it again. And then Lulu is like, no, we need that footage. So they give her a cowboy hat with the camera inside of it. And then they in, go up on the ride again. Inconspicuous. Very inconspicuous. You can't see the lens at all. Um, yeah. So uh, they. But- I and I, I think I'm, I'm guessing the average had a really good job. All I had to do was like go over all the candidacy to put a cowboy hat on her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they. Yeah. Exactly. It's basically an exact replay of the first time they go on the slide. Uh, but we should get to Doofenshmirtz, who in this episode has one of my favorite innator names of oh, everything that he has. Yeah. The first of all, the the entrance at first. Perry uh, <laughs> tries to swing in, hits hit something like you see the open window with and he hits that and you're like wait what's going on he falls over he's like ha i can't believe you fell for the fake the, the fake, fake window, window trick the fake window trick and then he just swings it out of nowhere it's like wait what and then he looks outside it's like a, a pair of the platypus like try crash test dummy he's like yeah oh, i can't it believe it looks kind of like the parries that they made in the toy episode. Oh, it does. The the inaction into yeah, toy to get world. Um, like, I, I can't believe I fell for the fake pair of the platypus trick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Doofenshmirtz is like, oh, I'm a magician. Or when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a magician. I always tried the rabbit out of the hat trick, but he would always pill, pull, uh, pull a skunk out instead. Um, you're, not, so, you're not going with the rabbits. 
Exactly. So he was a he did not build for the rabbits. Yeah, he was a terrible magician. My, my, my uh, favorite gag, my favorite psych gag out of that is he did like the whole like magician straight jacket upside down thing. Yeah, he tried to do the, the audience, escape. Yeah, and the audience just left him there. Yeah, he couldn't. He's like, can somebody please get me out of this? And then the skunk walks up and like stinks on him. Uh, yeah, but I think by choice, he's a nader has nothing to do with magic. Not at all. And that's not intentional. That's intentional. Yeah, I, I think that has to be that has to be potential. But he, yeah, his uh, Inator, which I you know, yeah, yeah, it is the it is the Gluminator three thousand Inator. <laughs> yeah, it's just so r- ridiculous. But um, yeah, again, intentional. Uh, basically, what he does is he loads pellets into this thing, and it makes tornadoes. Yeah, what that he, has to do with magic, I have no idea. <laughs> and he just yeah, he puts pellets in the thing, shoots them into the air. He wants to turn the dress area like he wants to make it cool down. He wants to turn it into an ice age. But you know, one of them is a tornado. Yeah. There's also this really really funny gag um, with um, the like farmer family. I don't know. Do they have that twice That's, or is that just once? I think. No, it's twice, but it's towards the towards the middle of the episode, and then after. Okay. So yeah, the one time, Doofen Schwartz goes up in a hot air balloon, shoots off the luminator, makes a tornado, uh, and then he's about to do it again, and he, uh, or uh, Perry pops out of his hat, out of his magician hat, and then Agent uh, Perry uh, shoots a rabbit out of the hat like a shotgun, and he catches it. He's like, "Oh, you're the boy with a rabbit. Did you know I've been looking for you since the seventh grade?" And then Perry like shoots fifty like like thousands more rabbits out of the hat, and it wears the hot air balloon down, Uh, and then they land next to this farmer couple. Yeah, and that's where I guess this farmer who apparently is just very very not good money. And his wife, who was just like, I can't believe you bought a, fu- a bunny farm before you have to buy any bunnies. And as soon as you said that, like, every, that, that, that's the whole guy. Every time she's like, I can't yeah. believe this. What do you think? Bunnies are just going to fall out of the sky? The sky? And then bunnies fall out of the sky. And then it's, it looks like somebody owes me an apology. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, a very, that's a recurring gag mm-hmm. with, with, with the show. So Dimitri uh, gets away after that. But we come back to Face and Firm, who like, they have all the footage they need to make a great bus. So. All they'll do is for uh, Candace to call the mom and uh, Lulu Jones to call the station manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the show's been, you know, not doing re- great with the ratings. So they want to get the station manager here to see it themselves. They want to get the mom here because they need to do the big reaction shot. So uh, they start, they, they make those calls and everybody starts pulling up. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> what did you know? Uh, as soon as everybody gets there, the tornado comes in and just sweeps the ride out of the backyard <laughs> completely gone completely gone a, the most silent tornado ever yeah uh, so they get back they get back there and Lily does having the candace freak out she's like he's like tell me like tell me it's not raining dynamite the station manager said i always misheard this line when i was younger so like uh, he's what he says is that's not raining dynamite that's suburban backyard i used to say i, I used to thought he said that's not right. Time as space and verb in the backyard. It was, it was, oh, it was that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing, but like yeah, it's he's a like suburban where backyard. Is every, where is everything? It's like Candace is like yeah, welcome to my world. Exactly. It you know it happens a lot. And then they're but like the, oh wait we have the footage in the van. We can still yeah. like we can still do this. We have the footage in the van. So they run uh, back towards the van, uh, but. The van is gone because Doofenshmirtz, who stole a bike to get away from the bunny farm, oh um, yeah, that's funny. Perry, that 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 side, or just like that that, that pharmacist stole my bike. And then <laughs> this girl, the, that nice platypus gave me twenty bucks for my skateboard. Um, yes. So they uh, they Perry and Doofenshmirtz are on a chase. Doofenshmirtz finds the van, steals the van with the keys still in it. So nice of them to leave the keys inside. Uh, and now Perry's chasing him while he's in the van. Uh, so they, uh, the station manager and Candace and Lulu Jones, they get back to the front of the yard. The van is gone and they're freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, how did this happen? Uh, Doofenshmirtz runs a red light and then taunts Perry. He's like, that's why uh, er, good guys have to stop at traffic lights or something like that. And then the tornado comes and takes the van away. <laughs> yeah, then then she like speaks me like crash exactly and it's very um, it's very pokemon like it is actually it off again uh but yeah so we got back and it was like except oh, oh there you are perry why don't you come in for why don't you for fun and burp says and that's where he said and that's why we're suspended in public it's like you want to come in for snacks and then i'll you want to come in for snacks you gotta come for pie yeah, i'll take some pie 
And yeah, they're just like, it's, it's Emma sitting on step, like, welcome to my world. Exactly. Lulu and Candace kind of share in their sorrows because they yeah. know that they didn't get the bust. Yeah, but uh, that's where the episode ends. So, mm-hmm. uh, Robert, overall thoughts on this one and your rating, one, two, five, Perry. I, th- I think there's a lot of really good ideas in this episode. Uh, this is really the start when it starts to become, like, the formula has been established by this point. This is the, well, I don't know, 20th something episode, probably. Something like that, yeah. Um, the... They the formula's starting to be established. They're starting to play with it a little more. They're starting to make jokes at it a little bit more. And I don't think they really like. Uh, this is just them. They kind of tipping their toe into the meta humor. Um, they really like start bounding and leaping like in that formula later on. But I think there's a lot of good uh, stuff in this episode. Lula Jones is a really funny character, even though this is the only time we see her. Yeah. Uh, I I like the magic stuff. Like I. I am also kind of like. Well, you are, you are a magician. Yeah, I do. You're a magician. I, I'm a magician too, so I I like the kind of magic references, the Houdini references, the fake window trick is a funny gag, uh, the rabbit out of the hat's a funny gag, the farmer's a funny gag. So there's funny stuff in this episode. Oh, and we we did forget to mention the the, the end tag for this one is the is the person the van going around, and the farmer oh, yeah. sold the he sold the bunny farm and bought a van rental place, but didn't get a single van, and you just hear the whole. Like, don't even say it. And yeah. Then, uh, but luckily, she's lucky she, she survived. She comes back in later episodes. Mm-hmm, she makes it. Uh, yeah. So this is there's good stuff in this episode. Uh, I think this episode walks, so a lot of episodes in later seasons could fly. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give this one a solid three and a half out of five parries, just because it's something. I, it's one I like. It's got a lot of funny things. Uh, it doesn't quite hit the highs, the highest highs, but it's still a really fun episode to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. Three out of five pairs for all the reasons you just, you just said. I think it's kind of like you said, it's like a, a dip your toe in to see if like, okay, if we mm. if we do this kind of humor, I, like because you you can clearly tell they had ideas for yes. more meta things in the future. But like, I feel like this is them being like, okay, can kids can kids follow this? Can kids get a laugh out of it? And also can like can adults appreciate this kind of sound this kind of humor and they see that this after the proof they could and they, they could make this work and they make it work i agree much better in later episodes so uh yeah this is uh again three to five parries three out of five i'm oh, sorry three three and a half out of five parries for me mm-hmm. uh really really some really funny stuff but yeah like like you said this is a precursor for much much greater episodes later down the line which we'll get to eventually absolutely and uh yeah that brings us to the end of our session for this one uh uh, Robert, you want to give you a plug before we head out? Sure, yeah. You can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd. That's at R-B-R-T-P-R-K-R-9-8. That's my first and last name with the no vowels plus a year. Uh, and yeah, you can find me playing trivia all over the fan communities between Multiplex, Full Metal, and yeah, I'm kind of everywhere around that space. Yeah, all right, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Chance Wars underscore 91. Uh, check out my other podcast, Tories by Chance, with my buddy Russell Howell. Uh, check out our YouTube channel, Tories, but Tories by Chance, same name, we'll review all things in theaters. And uh, let's see, what else I got to play? Oh, yeah, plug, uh, check out the Schmodown where I compete. Uh, our, I think as the publishing of this, Orlando, the Orlando event should be out, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it was a really cool event, go check it out. And uh, yeah, if you're in LA, December 7th, get your tickets for Spectacular, it's going to be a fun time. So uh, that'll do it for us. We will see you next week for another four episodes. See ya. Unless, unless we have, uh, let's say, a longer form one, which will take, which will move on its own. <laughs> either way, we don't know what's next, but either way, we're happy to be back, and we will see you next week. We will see you soonish.